0: this is the evil chocolate cookie grab bag podcast hello everybody this is the evil chocolate cookie and i meant to do this yesterday but i got really really busy reading a book and i didn't do it so better light than never Well, a year ago yesterday, I got a HomePod in here. Obviously, I'd bought it the day before, but I didn't get it until the next day. Because Apple shipped it, like, really, really fast for whatever reason. Don't ask. I don't have a clue. But, it's been a year. And I feel like I'd like to go over the pros and cons and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Just my general thoughts on this whole... But, for starters, what is the HomePod? No, that's not the answer to a Jeopardy clue. (laughs) But no, I'm just going to assume that some of you tuning in may not be familiar with the HomePod. So, the HomePod is a speaker that can play your music, but it also has Siri capabilities in it. So you can talk to it and all of that sort of thing and you can ask it to play music for you you can ask it for things like the weather you can have it send messages Um, notes, reminders add to your calendar and it does have a little bit of a personality at least I think it does sometimes more times than not it just likes to be an idiot Siri that is So, the HomePod, I like to tell everybody, physical description, it looks like a marshmallow. If you've ever seen a marshmallow, then you've got the basic idea of what a HomePod looks like. It's just much, much larger. (laughs) There are no physical buttons on it at all. You've got your touch surface at the top and the power cord at the back. And now, I do want to point this out. I pointed this out in the unboxing video that I did a year ago, but I'm pointing it out again. The power cord does not detach. So don't try to pull it out. Just don't. I don't know what would happen if you did, but I'm not about to find out either, so. Yeah. Oh. Let me see. Where was I? I lost my train of thought. Oh. The touch surface is used to control playback and to activate Siri manually if you don't want to use the keywords, which I'm not going to say right now because I'm recording on my phone. And I feel like that would interrupt the recording. You get the point. And this does have voiceover. We'll get to that in a moment. So you can use the controls... Honestly, I feel like you could use the controls without voiceover if you knew that most of the screen was your main control panel and when music was playing you could touch the um, left and right sides, I think it is, for your fall. No, no, no. It's the top and the bottom. Is it? I don't remember. Hold on. Let me think. Yeah, it's the left and right sides. Mine's sitting sideways so I don't bend the cord. Because, as I said, those cords are not replaceable. Don't you just love when you have to set something up in a different way than what it was intended and you get everything backwards? Isn't that just brilliant? (laughs) So, that's kind of the basics of what you're dealing with. And it has um, smart sound, and what smart sound means is the sound adjusts to wherever you put it in the room. It's pretty much designed to move the sound around if it needs to, to fill the room that it's in. Actually, I think I might move over here and show you kind of what, what I mean by that. Although, as you guys probably know, me moving around is generally not a good idea because it usually ends in me stepping on my own feet. Oh. Let me shut this off so you can hear better. Start listening. Okay. I've turned on Hey Siri. get a better angle here tell me a joke where do whales go to hear music the orchestra <laughs> I get it now I'm gonna set the phone down here for a moment And I'm going to have it play as a song. This is the property of whoever came up with it, but I need to use it for just a moment to demonstrate something. My new favorite, play Play I Lost on Jeopardy. Now playing I Lost on Jeopardy by Weird Al Yankovic. Or don't. wants to play. Oh, there it goes. Now, if I move this... You see, it kind of... Shut up. You see, it kind of adjust to the sound as I moved it, because it thought it was being... Re- repositioned so that's basically smart sound that's one of the highlights of this particular product now this is the full size one because I got it obviously before the HomePod mini was released and I ordered the white one so Yeah, I'm just going to have to take their word for that because I can't see what color it is. (laughs) So So what are the good things about it? Well, as you guys just heard, the sound on it is phenomenal. You can usually hear it over pretty much everything else, even this fan that I keep. Things that I would normally have to turn it off to hear, say, from... A quieter audio source sending them through the home pod I can usually hear it the the hands-free approach I like that and it's not that I don't want to you know pick up my phone and write something down or whatever but if say my phone is not available say I actually ac- yeah accidentally let the battery run down. And I need to send a text, and I for some reason my Apple Watch is on charge or something. I could just tell the HomePod to send the text, and it sends the text. It can do phone calls, I forgot to mention that. I wouldn't recommend using it for phone calls. For the simple reason of privacy, that HomePod is very, very loud, and anyone who walks past it would be able to hear the conversation. And I'm sure people don't like being eavesdropped on. That's, that's no fun. I tried to call the NFB newsline with it once and let's just say that was interesting. You can do alarms, timers, that kind of thing. I think I showed that off on YouTube though. I didn't really get to show off the smart sound on YouTube though because it was kind of sitting in my lap and I couldn't move it around too much. Also, don't put a home pot in your lap. They're kinda heavy. I mean, they're not super heavy, but they're not the kind of thing you'd want sitting in your lap all day either. I don't think it's meant to be moved around a lot from room to room. I think it's meant for you to set it up and just leave it. It does have a lot of features that I like. Um, AirPlay support. AirPlay and I are the best of friends because you can send something through AirPlay and keep voiceover on your phone. Whereas Bluetooth, sometimes even if you tell it to send voiceover back to your phone, it won't do it. And you guys probably don't know, you may or may not know this, but Bluetooth plus voiceover usually equals crap tons of latency and you can't do squats. There are some exceptions, but most of the time it's pretty bad. It does have like um, sleep sounds and things like that, like the ambient sounds. And it's got this handoff feature that say I was out of the room listening to music on my phone and then I go back to my room and I'm like, oh, I want to put this on the HomePod. All I have to do is hold the phone up to the top of the HomePod. And if the HomePod feels like it, it will transfer over. Sometimes it's a little finicky about if it does or doesn't want to take your music. But I'll just put it that way. If it feels like it, it does it. As of a fairly recent update, it does support alarms with music. Which I believe is a good thing. Because sometimes... Uh, Alarm tone, people just don't like it. I like it, but some people might not, and they might prefer to wake up to the most obnoxious song they know just so they don't sleep through it because they hate it so much. <laughs> I'm not one of those people. Also, in this same recent set of updates, you can link, um, I know Pandora, but I'm not sure about any other services, to the HomePod and have it play from those. So I could tell it, you know, play music on Pandora, and it actually would. Just ask the Christmas music station how much fun it had last year. Seemed like every day I had Christmas music in here from that thing. It's easy to set up. It's really easy to work with, and voiceover, as I said earlier. Now, let's go ahead and go into that before I forget to go into that. As I like to say, let's get it before I forget it. Pretty much what voiceover does is it requires an extra tap for some of the gestures. Well, really all the gestures. Normal gestures are play and pause is one tap, next track is two, previous track is three and then a tap on the little plus or minus signs to increase or decrease the volume. With a voiceover, play pause is a double tap, next track is a triple tap, and previous track is a quadruple tap, and I try to avoid that one as much as I can because I always screw it up. If I want to go to the previous track, I can do it with my phone. It's much easier. And then, of course, you double tap on the little volume thingies to adjust the volume. Or you can just make Siri do it, because Siri's in there to, you know, do things. Like, make you not fight with your gadgets or whatever. Most of my HomePod experience has been really, really good. But I did have one incident last year that kind of irritated me. See, this HomePod I've got sitting over here now is not the original one that I purchased. And I'll tell you guys why. About a month after I got it, without any warning whatsoever, as in it was fine one day, and then the next morning, when I woke up to the alarm, I noticed that the alarm sounded funny. So I went over to check it, and half the speaker wasn't working. So the way the speaker is set up is you've got half the audio component in the top, and the other half is oriented around the bottom the part in the top was not working and since that part in the top produced a lot of your lower frequency sounds it sounded like a tin can because all you were getting were these hi- were these higher frequency sounds around the bottom of the speaker so it kind of sounded like crud well when everything on the apple support communities did not fix it up to and including picking it up and moving it around unplugging it doing a hard reset Twice. All that kind of fun stuff. I called Apple support. Told them what was going on. I had Care, fortunately. Because I'd gotten Apple Care For the simple reason that I'd never seen a HomePod before. And if it broke, I was going to need all the help I could get to fix it. <clears throat> but it was there. And it's a good thing it was there too. Because we ended up having to send it in. And within... Just a little bit of getting it, Apple sends me an email that says, we're going to replace your product. And I'm like, okay, free HomePod. Um, what do I dislike with the HomePod? I think the main two things that I don't like are it's overpriced. I mean, it's worth, it's worth paying for. But I don't think any sound system out there is worth paying more than about $100 for. I think once you pay about $100, you should get whatever you need and that these two three four five seven six hundred dollar sound systems and any higher than that is just padding the manufacturer's pockets you're free to disagree with me this this is heavily opinionated here so i'm not forcing you to agree with me i'm not forcing you to disagree with me you have your own brain and i am not controlling it actually that would be creepy if i was controlling your brain because it would do backflips or something (laughs) the other thing i really don't particularly care for is like i was saying earlier the fact that you can't replace the power cord so if you have a home pod say in your living room and it gets stepped on and broken or an animal chews it up or something like that you have to replace the whole system you can't just go buy a new power cord i do not like that and i really 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 wish apple would have done something about that in the mini or would update the home pod and do something about it second go around. Because the model that I've got right now has officially been discontinued. They're available while supplies last, but after those supplies run out, no more home pod. No no more of the original anyway. You can still get the mini. But the original I think I think the Mini is good for smaller spaces where you don't have a whole lot of space. But if you really, really want to fill up a room with sound, I think you want to get the original. Now, I'm saying this as someone who doesn't own a Mini and has never seen one before. So I could be wrong about that. The Mini could be better sounding than the original, but I don't know. I don't have one. So, overall, on a scale of 1 to 10, I think I'd have to give it an 8.5. It would probably have that extra 0.5 or even that extra 1.5 if Apple would address these little issues. Well, at least I got sort of a discount on it because when they first came out, they were $350. When I got them, they'd cut down the price by 50. So, yay. I guess. But I thought about doing this f- for a couple of months. I'm like, eh, why don't I do a year review of the HomePod? So here it is. It's a day late, but whatever. I had other things to do yesterday. I had something I had to get through. But here you are. Thanks for listening. And... If you do get a HomePod, please don't drop it on your foot. They weigh about five pounds. Until next time, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Evil Chocolate Grab Bag. If you'd like to contact me or support me, you can do that in a number of ways. First, if you'd like to contact me, you can do so... Via Twitter, Instagram, Clubhouse, and on the Good Pods Network at Evil Cookies Nine Eight. Via email at theevilchocolatecookie at gmail dot com. Via Skype, searching for the Evil Chocolate Cookie, and via Discord at the Evil Chocolate Cookie Number Four Five Six Nine. If you would like to support what I do, you can do that via listener support on this podcast or via Patreon at patreon.com slash theevilchocolatecookie. One-time donations are also possible at streamlabs.com slash theevilchocolatecookie1. Adding slash merch to the end of that URL will take you to the merch shop where you can get your own goodies. My other content can be found on YouTube at theevilchocolatecookie, at twitch.tv slash theevilchocolatecookie, and on TikTok at the evil chocolate cookie thank you for listening you're the best and don't be evil